conspiracy, what do you believe? Hello and welcome back to Conspiracies, What Do You Believe? This is episode number six, The Hollow Earth. So let's just jump right on in. The Hollow Earth is based on ancient legends from many cultures. The legends say that there are a race of people on the Earth. Some people say it's the Inner Earth. Inner Earth, Hollow Earth. A lot of people earth. call it Hollow Earth. <clears throat> These people are said to be more advanced than we are spiritually and technology-wise. Uh, some people believe that's where the UFOs come from instead of other planets. Wouldn't that be USOs, unknown submers submersive objects? Oh, uh, whatever. Well, they flew, so it'd be unknown. And one of these advanced civilizations supposed to be in the hollow earth is Agartha. The Greeks believe that the hollow earth is a dark place filled with the souls of the dead. And 17th century scientists theorized that the planet is hollow. But how did they know? There for a long time they thought said, the Earth was flat. But it's also, again, it says it right there, theorized. Yeah. It's just their own feelings on it. Today there are people who believe in this theory. They have meetings held, websites, and books written on the hollow Earth. And some people try to travel there. The book Secrets of Subterranean Cities by Sharula Ducks said their cataclysm and war drove these people underground and cities were created as safe places for the people and to store their records and technology and teachings of the ancient people. In some of the theories uh, we have the Buddhist theory where supermen and superwomen who sometimes come to the surface to oversee the development of humans. Millions of inhabitants in many cities in the inner earth a holy man led a tribe underground thousands of years ago. They are smarter and have more experience in the sciences. I mean, I've read some other theories about that too. I even have some of my own, but I'm not going to go into it here. But, uh, like one of the ones I remember reading about was like Hitler believed that there was super, super humans yeah. living in there and that he was like afraid of them, that they were going to kill him. Okay, then we have the Hindu theory, which is Rama, one of their gods. The great avatar came from Agartha. The serpent people, Nags, went to war against Agartha. They are very advanced with highly developed technology. They hate humans and abduct them to torture, breed with, and to eat them. I think that's like... Yeah, something some, nice for one of your nice. own for one of your own theories like oh, yeah, yeah, they're there but they just hate us and they, they want to eat us they wanted to scare people into I mean it could have been a, uh, the way, what I take from that is if like the Hindus knew about the the uh, inner earth or hollow earth whatever you want to call it and maybe they formed agreement with we'll get later with that and like some of the other stuff we have and they just wanted to keep their own people from Going down, down there because, uh, according to the one map that uh, I think it was from Sims that he drew up, uh, one of the the uh, entrances was in like Tibet, mm. which is would be relatively close for them to go to the hit in there. So maybe they made this up, saying that if you go there, you'll get eaten to keep everybody away. Almost every ancient culture believed in a hollow, or some believed it was hell and used it to discourage people from sin. 
of course, I can see many religions doing that too. Same yeah. as the Hindus, so I can see everybody else doing that. Don't go there, you'll die. Yeah. Okay, in the 17th century, Edmund Halley, who discovered Halley's Comet, was a British astronomer. He is the first scientist to come up with the hollow earth theory. That was in 1692. That was recorded, that we know of. That was recorded, right. He said the center core is surrounded by a series of spherical shells spinning in different directions, and the space between each shell could support life. Each consists of four spheres, each inside the other. The interior is lit by a bright atmosphere. He thought the northern lights were caused by gas leaking out of small cracks in the area from inside the Earth. So is that more like... Uh, what is there's uh, Russian doll things where you got the bigger one you open up and there's a smaller yeah, one you open yeah. up and there's a smaller one it keeps going that way so is that what how he kind of thought the earth was so basically inside the earth was a whole different everything point. was inside each other like it had its own s- well he said it was system. spinning yeah in different directions so I don't know in the 18th century Leonard Euler was a he was a Swiss mathematician he believed it was a single hollow sphere. It holds a sun that is 600 miles wide. It provides heat and light for the people living there. So they have their own, like, basically... Now I wonder, does it ever get dark in there? Like, do they got a moon also? Or is it just the sun that just stayed? Don't so. know. Okay, in the 19th century, you have John Sims. He was a War of 1812 veteran and a businessman. He is the most famous advocate for the hollow earth theory. He simplified Halley's theories, and uh, he wanted to get an expedition to the North Pole to find the entrance. He believed that Earth is hollow and had entrances at the North and South Pole. In the 181 Circular One, stated that Earth is hollow. He believed the hollow Earth did support life. He believed his theories were science fact, and the whole universe was hollow. In 1822, he got Congress to vote on funding for his expedition, but it was a no. He tried several times with the same outcome. Nope. He continued his theory until he died in 1849. Then his son and other believers continued his theory. So, I mean, he had a lot of followers that didn't think he was crazy, so... Well, yeah. Some believed it. In 1869, Cyrus Reed Teed an herbalist, self-proclaimed alchemist, natural healer, and cult leader, believed in the inverted earth theory. The earth universe is inside a shell. We are actually on the inside of the hollow earth. We are held to the ground by centrifugal force. The stars are chunk of ice suspended in the air. Day and night are an illusion. It is caused by a rotating sun that is half light and half dark. He got a small following and it turned into a cult. Koreshian Unity, named after him after he changed his name to Koresh, most disbanded after he died in 1849. Both have monuments dedicated to their beliefs. Teeds is in Estero, Florida. It's called the Koreshian State Historic Site. And Sims is in Hamilton, Ohio. It's the Ohio's Hollow Earth Monument. And people who say they have been to the Hollow Earth say it is the Garden of Eden. Well, the only thing about that is that, okay, say you say that the Bible's true and after God kicked everybody out, or Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, how can they sneak back in? 
you couldn't. You couldn't exactly. So it could be like a Garden of Eden type of place where oh. it's beautiful and everything else, which I can see that. Yeah. Billy Fay Woodward, a retired U.S. Air Force colonel. He is very interesting. He claims he and his twin sister were born in the hollow earth. They were brought up to the surface and left to be found. They were homorphodites. He is very interesting. Rodney Cuff interviewed Billy Fay Woodward, Woodard, two different spellings of his last name, I believe it is spelled Woodard. More information is found on the spelling that way. This is the story. This is a story for later. Dallas Thompson. He was a guest of Art Bell on Cult Radio on October 4, 2004. He said his life changed after a very serious auto accident in 1997. He said he should have died in the accident. He said a near-death experience and he saw a bright light that made him legally blind. He said he had knowledge of the world come to him while he was unconscious. When he came to, he knew the earth was hollow and the entrance was at the North Pole. He said there were caverns and caves in the entire area. There were living creatures there and they didn't have harmful pollutants and rays. There was a special atmosphere around the hole, so maybe that's why nobody can find it. He said there were ancient tribes and mammoths and people lived until around 1700 years old. Thompson said he got money up for a trip to the inner earth. He was going to go on May 24, 2003, and his book, Comics, Cosmic Manuscript, began to sell. Then all of a sudden he discontinued the book and disappeared. So it was said that he had plagiarized the book, so he went into hiding to avoid trouble. Supposedly, he had been found, and when confronted, said it wasn't him. Well, if you're in hiding, you're going to say it's not you. Exactly. And he did not... Did he want to disappear? Did someone make him disappear, or did he really find the end, the hollow earth? So I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, there can be two ways. One, the government could have been like, yeah, you're done with all this hollow earth stuff and you're not going to go and we will take care of you and stop you. Or he just, he was getting pressure from everywhere and he just, instead of waiting on if anybody else was supposed to go with him, he just snuck off and went off on his own. And now he's in the hollow earth living a peaceful life. Okay. Or did he run away because he was going to get sued for plagiarizing the book? Could be. But I mean, you really wouldn't have to plagiarize yeah. it. I mean, no. Just a creative thought or theory would do sufficient amount. Yeah, but why did he discontinue the book and disappear, though? Maybe he didn't discontinue it. Maybe somebody else did, or the publisher did. Yeah, well, okay. Carl Unger, a German sailor on a U-boat expedition in 1943 to the South Pole. He said they entered the hollow earth through an underwater passage and was at the Rainbow Island and greeted by an advanced civilization. So why was that called Rainbow Island and everybody else says Argus? But he went to the South Pole. Everybody else is talking about through the North Pole. Maybe there's two different cities down there. Or they could have interpreted it as two different things. Like everybody's seen it as a Gartha or whoever came up with the name of Gartha and, and people just uh, use it just as a common name to represent that area. Like even in some of my theories, I just call it a Gartha or the Hollow Earth. So it's just more of, a, I think, a common name. And then when they went to the south 
through the South Pole through the underwater passage and they came up through there maybe first thing they seen was like you know a beautiful multicolored sky and looked like a rainbow and it's called the Rainbow City I mean we don't know they don't explain yeah okay the Smoky God by Willis George Emerson he wrote that in 1908 and it was a biography of Olaf Jensen in 1811 Olaf Jensen said he and his father traveled to the hollow earth and lived there in the inner earth colonies for about two years he said it was paradise he believed it to be a beautiful valley but it was actually on a mountain plateau it was lit by a smoky sun it said the capital city was the original garden of eden and the people who lived there were 12 feet tall and never got sick but he didn't call it agartha but there he's calling it the garden of eden the original Garden of Eden, which again, my previous point, maybe it was just a beautiful paradise. Yeah. He said that the people went underground after a nuclear war between Atlantis and Lemur. This was a, also a safe place for the records, technologies, and teaching. And he said people were very intelligent and they have more knowledge and expertise in science. And they follow the ancient path, which is they have no contact with us or interfere in our lives. He came back, but his father died there. Admiral Richard Byrd of the U.S. Navy. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about him. If you know anything, like even the slightest bit about the Hollow Earth, you most likely heard about Admiral Byrd. Admiral Byrd said that he was in the Hollow Earth. In 1920, he was once attacked by flying saucers coming out of the ocean and wiped out half of his fleet. In 1926, he flew over the North Pole, and in 1929, he led an expedition to the South Pole. Byrd's diary from February to March of 1947. The exploration flight over the North Pole, February 19, 1947. He had to write his diary in secret. He wasn't allowed to reveal the information of his trip. He wrote it down so, if possible, one day everyone could read it. It was a flight log of February 19, 1947, from the base camp Arctic. Everything was normal, log entries, until 0900 hours. At 0910, snow coloration of yellow and ice in a line. Notice red and purple also, radioed base camp. Also at 09, 10 hours, he was unable to fly by the instruments, flying using the sun compass. Controls were sluggish and slowed to respond, no indication of ice. At 09, 15 hours, he seen mountains. At 09, 49, no illusion, small range of mountains he had never seen before. At 09, 55 hours, Changed altitude because of strong turbulence. At 1000 hours, still heading north, crossed over mountain range, saw a valley with small river. There shouldn't have been a valley. The thought something was wrong because there should have been ice and snow beneath him. Forest in the mountains. Instruments were still spinning. At 10.05 hours. Altitude to 1,400 feet, turn left to better look at the valley. Valley was green with moss or grass. Light different. Can't see the sun. He turns left again. 
sees a large animal below that looks like a mammoth. He goes down a hundred feet and uses binoculars. It is an animal that looks like a mammoth, reports at the base camp. At 1030 hours, more green hills. Temperature reads 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Instruments seem normal, radio not working. 1130, countryside is more level. Ahead looks like a city, aircraft seems light. Controls don't respond. Left side is a strange type of aircraft, disc-shaped. Can't see riding on them some type of a swastika, caught in an invisible vice. 1135. Message over the radio. Slight German or Nordic accent. The message welcomed the Admiral to their environment, said they would land in seven minutes to relax that he was in good hands. The engine stopped running. He had no control. 11.40, they landed. 11.45, several men approached. They were tall and blonde. The city was large and shimmering with rainbow collars. They, the men ordered him to open the doors, and he does. The log ends there, but he writes more from memory. He and his radio man leave their aircraft. The people are friendly. They get on a small platform with no wheels, and it moves very quickly. The city looks like it's made of crystal. They are taken to a large building that is a type that he has never seen before, and I quote him here, It appears to be right out of the design board of Frank Lloyd Wright, or perhaps more correctly, out of Buck Rogers setting. That was from the Inner Earth, My Secret Diary, Admiral Richard E. Bird's Diary, February to March 1947, the Truth Seekers website, December 30th, 2007. They were given some type of warm beverage that he had never tasted before, said it was good. Then two men came in and got bird and left the radio men in the quarters. They entered something that looked like an elevator. After they got off, they walked down a long hallway. They stopped at a big door with some type of writing on it and he couldn't read. He entered the room. He said the surroundings were the most beautiful thing he had ever seen. No words could describe it. A man spoke to him and had his sit down at had him sit down at the table. The man had delicate features with some age lines. He was the master. The master told the admiral that he was allowed to be there because he was a man of noble character and was well known on the surface. The master said that he was in the domain Ariani or whatever. Ariani. It was the inner world of the earth. He said the admiral will be returned to the surface, but he's going to tell him why they were brought there, why he was brought there. They became interested in us after the bombing of the cities in Japan. That is when they sent their flying machines to the surface, flew Galrads to investigate what we had done. They had to interfere now because we had found out about atomic energy. They sent people to talk with our leaders, but they didn't pay attention. So they made contact with Admiral Byrd so he could tell us they existed. They are thousands of years more advanced than we are in science and culture. He said, we have reached the point of no return. Our leader would rather destroy the earth than let go of their power. In 1945, their flying machines were fired upon when they tried to contact us. It said, we are in a path of destruction, a great storm coming, and we will not be able to save mankind. It will continue until we are leveled. Great chaos. Dark ages will come and cover the entire earth. He believes some of us would survive, 
Sometime a great distance off, a new world will arise out of the ruins, and they will help us revive our race. They will return our treasures they kept safe for us. Then, after we learn war doesn't solve anything and it isn't good for us, we will have certain sciences and cultures return to us so we can start again. Admiral Byrd was to return with this message. Great. Doesn't that remind you of Eisenhower and the Great Treaty about how they were contacted and they wouldn't let go of their power? It does. Uh, of course, nobody wants to. I mean, the way we are on this earth now, why would anybody want to give up their power intentionally? It'll just, to them, it'll just show weakness. I think they wanted everyone to give that up. They did. I mean, if, if this is true and they are down there and they are watching us, then yeah, I mean, if, if we would follow what they say, or it could be a trick, though, you gotta think of that way, that, okay, we'll get them to relinquish their atomic weapons since they know it now, that way we can just come up and destroy them now. You never know. You, you don't. It's fun. Okay. After the meeting, he and his radio men were returned to their planes and led to the surface. They said... Off Wilderschen, goodbye in German, I'm sorry if I messed that up, <laughs> to Bird when they returned control of his plane to him and they left. That's German. Mm. And then there was a Swazi. Yeah. So, See, that's, but, that's funny. But you got to think, though, uh, some of the other stuff I read about it, like Hitler believed in the Hollow Earth and he was trying to make contact with them. And we, I know we're going to go into that more, a little bit more later, but I mean, saying that and they're German, I mean... To me, that kind of sounds like they... Uh, they made it down there. Well, not necessarily the Germans made it down there, but I think when they came up, the, uh, at the time, Germany was at its height, and that's when they, they went to them first because they, pro they they were watching the Germans more and learned their language quicker than anything else. Could be anything, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, then his logs continue at 0220. Again, over ice and snow, and at 0300 hours, he lands at base camp, and then the log ends there. Okay, on March 11, 1947, the Admiral attended a staff meeting at the Pentagon. He told them what happened and what the message was. It was recorded, and President Truman was advised. He was held over for six hours. He was interrogated by the top security and was medically examined. Admiral Byrd is ordered to remain silent in regard to this incident. He was under strict security. His final entry into his diary was made on December 30th, 1956. The year since 1947 wasn't kind to him. He said he kept, had kept the secret he was ordered to keep. This was against his morals. He said the secret was not going to die with him. It had to come out. Something I found interesting his first flight was May 9, 1926, 20 years before his diary date. It appears he didn't make it to the North Pole. He lied and took credit for a team that actually made it and set their record a few days later. If his diary is true, could he be referring, referring to his mission to Antarctica? He established a military base there for eight months, so why is it now prohibited to have a military base in Antarctica? And right now... We're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Welcome back. Now let's talk about Adolf Hitler. Hitler and his top advisors believed the earth was hollow. The Nazi military made at least one trip for the Pope during the war. 
<clears throat> some think that some think that during the closing days of World War II, he and a lot of his followers went to Antarctica and found the entrance to the inner Earth and are there now. Hitler and his Nazis believed in the occult. There is evidence that the Nazis spent a lot of time and resources trying to get to Agartha so they could escape if an emergency arose. In 1935, German scientists drew up a diagram of Agartha. It is the most common one used. Some Nazis' experiments show they believe the Earth is a boat-shaped and we live on the interior sphere. That's some, crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like some more stuff I was reading. If you ever read uh, the book called The Morning of the Magicians, it talk, goes in great detail about it, especially how Hitler was afraid of the super supermen in the, in the Middle Earth or Inner Earth, Hollow Earth. I can't remember the exact words that he used, but he he had nightmares that they were coming to kill him. But uh, have you noticed that the people on the Hollow Earth have blonde hair, and Hitler wanted to wanted a to make a race of blonde hair, hair blue eyed people. Maybe that's where he got the idea from was from them. Or maybe they told him to. They could. And I know at one part in the morning, the magicians, uh, his uh, doc, Hitler's doctor. Uh, and his diary was released and Hitler told him all this stuff about seeing them and they were coming to visit him and how he was to uh, create the super race here on earth and then they would come from the inner earth and help the Germans and the Nazis out but yeah and some people believe that Hitler escaped the war and he that he went to Agartha. Okay, so if he went to Antarctica and people said they seen him in Argentina and stuff, he could have been on his way down to Antarctica. I mean, it could have been. I mean, from everything that we've seen so far, anything's possible. Yeah. Um, the Hollow Earth Research Society in Ontario, Canada, Hitler and his followers are still there. After the war, more than 2,000 Germans and Italian scientists and almost a million people disappeared to the South Pole and then to the Inner Earth. Yeah, but how can you get almost a million people to disappear at the same time? I mean, I, I that's, that's one of the things that, me personally, I find hard to believe. Yeah. Um, I can see that, you know, he took, or some of the top scientists from around that was in with him. Yeah, I can see that, earth. but a million people? I think that's just exaggerated. Yeah. Alright. Books have been written using this theory. In 1838, the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket by Edgar Allan Poe. Journey to the Center of the Earth, which of course I'm sure a bunch of you all know, by Jules Verne. Dante's Inferno. First work of fiction on the hollow earth 14th century poem, of the Divine Comedy about purgatory and paradise and hell travels down through the nine circles of hell. Uh, like that one there, I mean, kind of, sort of. It kind of is, in my opinion. I mean, maybe. He, the... he, well, it has to be there because uh, uh, Dante, when he does go down, and Virgil, Virgil's a ghost, a spirit, or whatever that's leading him there. Dante is still a human with a body, so yeah, the, it has to be hollow on the way down through there. The Earth does, so he can walk through it. So I could, yeah, I could see that, but that to me, that's a long stretch of combining yeah. the two. Um, Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote novels including The Hollow Earth, and there are movies made about this theory. Yeah. 
1906, William Reed wrote The Phantom of the Poles. Poles don't exist. They are entrances to the hollow earth. 1913, Marshall B. Gardner. The sun is 600 miles in diameter. The holes at the poles are a thousand miles wide. I mean, okay, on that, like I've read that theory too about the poles are a thousand miles wide. If they're a thousand miles wide, you, I mean, then why can't you see them? You would, you, you think you would be able to, and I don't know, just I that's can, a big I, hole. It is. I can see hundreds of miles wide. Yeah. Or even like a hundred, or even for a plane to fly through, fifty miles wide is perfectly big enough. You would think. Yeah. But thousands of miles wide, that's either a misprint in the translation or writing or... I, I don't know. That To me, that just sounds too big. Yeah, it does. Like everybody. A thousand miles on the North Pole and a thousand miles on the South Pole. A thousand mile Not holes. Walk straight through. <laughs> exactly. Like, it'd be like a black hole and you just jump right through and come off the other side. Yeah. I don't know. In 1964, Raymond W. Bernard, leader of the Rosicrucians, a spiritual and cultural movement, wrote, The Hollow Earth believes in the hollow earth and UFOs. He was into alternative medicine. He wanted to create a super race, said there was a conspiracy to cover up the existence of the hollow earth and its entrances at the poles, which that I can see. I mean... There's a lot of, like, what I've seen. There's government. a lot of cover-ups. Cover, there's cover-ups in everything in, in this world and in, in the existence. World Top Secret, Our Earth is Hollow, written by Rodney Clough. 2007 expedition to the North Pole from Russia to find a hollow Earth. It was canceled. Rodney Clough and members of his team and backers ran into trouble. Plane crashes, cancer, etc. The expedition was off. Clough believed that the international banking conspiracy caused all the trouble. He is still trying to get an expedition up to go. Which, if the, okay, we'll just say secret government, quote unquote, doesn't want you to, anybody to go there or be able to go there. You're not going there. You're not going there. They're going to sabotage everything. And I do believe that our government and other government agencies can basically shoot cancer into you. Well, the one guy died in a plane crash. One guy ends up getting cancer. It's crazy. It is. Um, the international banking conspiracy, they all believe to have covered up the existence of the hollow earth and the Sims holes. And what is the international banking conspiracy? Don't know. Don't really know, but I would lean more towards all the, you know, richest people in the world all got together. Yeah. Everybody that has, you know... Con- controlling shares of banks and other stuff the hollow earth myth or reality by bad brad steger legend of the old ones an ancient race that was on the surface millions of years ago then they went underground they are extremely intelligent and very scientifically advanced they chose to go underground and make all they needed to survive they live extremely long lives they are hominid predate homo sapiens more than a million years they don't contact the surface but sometimes they offer criticism and kidnap human human children to raise as their own now the first part of that where it says the legend of the old ones an ancient race that was on the surface millions of years ago when i first ever seen that it put me in the mind of hp lovecraft and the like the cthulhu mythos with all mm-hmm. the, the ancient ones the old yeah. gods and everything 
uh, I, I just like kind of like when I first seen that, I thought it was funny. Either that or, I mean, that could have been where Lovecraft got the idea from. Could have been. Most modern theorists believe that the hearth is hollow. Uh, it is a tropical paradise. Descendants of an ancient race, Luminarians, Luminarian. the lost tribes of Israel. They went through the North Pole. They are peace-loving and way more advanced than we are. They live for hundreds of years in excellent health. The animals and people are larger and healthier than the service people. And the hollow earth has the perfect temperature and has a little sun. Trees grow to a thousand feet, people up to 15 feet. And sometimes this is called Agartha. Can you see me 15 feet tall? That would be nice. I'd be an NBA star. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, here's my thing. Like... Every time you read about everybody's theories about who's in the Middle Earth, how they got there, or why they're there, basically about them is they're they're more they're smarter than us and more advanced. Why do they have to be smarter than us? What if they were, I don't know the, I, I don't know the perfect way to say it, like the rejects of society, and they went into hiding because strong the strong survive and they were weak. And left and went and found the hollow earth, and that's where they're at now. Not necessarily meaning they're smarter than us, but they can hide better. That's just a thought. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to say it's true. But or they'd not. have to be strong to survive down there. How do you know? We don't know well, what's in there. Well, you would think you'd have to. I mean, just a little bit of like, I mean, look, cavemen survived, and they were basically dumb. That we know of. How do you know? That's we don't. It. How do you know? I'm going by uh, what you're taught. Like they were not uneducated and all but that. But how do they know? They don't. They I'm don't. Ju- we're just going. I just. I'm, that's what I'm basing this off of is what we're taught. Let's just say. Yeah. But my theory, thinking on that, is you know maybe they they were right. Like when wartime or when wars were starting and people were battling each other, they they were just like you know I don't want to fight. I really don't. You know. And then somebody stumbled upon an entrance, one of the, I guess you would call it the Sims holes or whatever. Yeah, and so. they went in and um, searched around and like, hey, we could live here. Look, there's like a, it's like a whole new world here. Yeah. And then they went and left. And then the ones up here, you know, that, you know, we, we, we think are, you know, the intelligent ones and the strong ones and everything. We're just killing each other yeah, off while they're all down ones. there living. Yeah. Like, we're the stupid ones. Well, my point is not necessarily that they're more advanced than we are. It's just that they were just smarter, smart enough to just get out and not have to worry about fighting. That's just where I was going with it. It's nothing, like, major or anything right now. It was also said people who live there consider themselves guardians of the planet and they spy on us. They want us to stop from starting a nuclear war. And UFOs most likely come from inside the Earth instead of other planets i can see both i can see like uh ufos have been coming from other planets like other planets like maybe uh the the inhabitants of the inner earth you know is so much smarter than us and advanced than us and you know they got just got tired of watching how stupid we are on on the outside service that they went and you know colonized some other planets and now that those other plans come back and check in with the people on the inner earth and still keep an eye on us and they all work together keeping an eye on us so that way if we do end up killing ourselves and and uh taking the chance of blowing up the entire planet that way our our species can live on on other planets now there was a movie i can't think of the name of it it had nicholas cage in it 
where the spaceship come down and got a girl and a boy. They wanted, it was his son and then somebody else's daughter. Took them up in the spacecraft. The Earth was destroyed completely. I don't think I've ever seen or heard of that. Then you see the ship landing on another planet, and these the boy and the girl go out, and they run to this big tree. Or uh, the old uh, uh, Twilight Zone, where the guy working for the government on the shipbuilding and everything finds out that the planet's going to be blown up, so he gets he sneaks his family and neighbors and some of their friends onto a spaceship and go to inhabit another planet. In reality, that planet they're going to go inhabit is Earth. It's Earth, yeah, yeah. So I mean. Things like that can happen. Yeah. Can you, you consider they're saying that Mars could have supported life? How do you know that we didn't, a few people from Mars came down here and colonized Earth because they destroyed Mars? I mean, it could be, I've heard of that, I heard of that one like, well, a long, long time, time ago. Yeah. All right. Diane Robbins said that the people in the inner Earth are immortal. She said that they are like us, but gained immortality because they are isolated and live in peace. Wouldn't it be that nice if it was that simple to gain immortality? Just isolate yourself away from everybody else and just leave, live peacefully? And you wonder how she knows that. I mean, to me, that's just her theory. Yeah, well, a lot of this is all theory. Anyway. I mean, if you think about it, anything that you don't know... Like secret societies and conspiracies and the occult and everything. It really is all theories. Yeah. Because you really don't know until, like, the you know, closest we can come is if somebody in the secret society comes out and says, all right, here's everything we know. Here's all of our paperwork proven everything. This is. Yeah, this you is won't it. know until somebody. until they want you to know, yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. There are supposed to be hundreds of cities known as the Agartha Network. Some say NASA showed pictures of the holes. But now have covered them up, blacked them out. This was of the North Pole. If the Hollow Earth was to be found, it would change history. Yeah, it would change everything. It would, you know, change everything we know about the Earth because right now, what what you're taught in school is you got the crust, the mantle, and then the uh, the, core. the core. And the core is supposed to be, you know, lava and like Especially extremely hot. Right. And if it turns out that the Earth is hollow, then I mean that just shows that we were wrong and you know with that we don't know everything and scientists don't want to be disproven they don't want to say they didn't know. but even though science isn't uh easiest way is like an evolving thing like what was true a hundred years ago is not true today in a sense like they were on the right track but didn't fully know and we you know we're closer to understanding it than they were back then so yeah and if they don't want you to know about it they won't get rid of the people that are have figured it out. Here that are discredited them completely. Oh yes. Because the way we live in right now, the moment somebody gets discredited, then whatever you say, no matter how true. Yeah, even if you prove them wrong, exactly, they still don't believe it. All right, there's 13 pieces of evidence that support the hollow earth theory, supposedly. Number one, the hole in the North Pole. Pictures were taken on November 23rd, 1968, by ESSA. And they gave them to the media access in the early 1970s. One picture showed a hole where the pole was supposed to be. Then the picture was blackened out where the hole was. Two is Admiral Byrd's diary. Everything that he wrote in there, whether, I mean, but that's going to be a, you going to believe yeah, it yourself yeah, right. or not. It's, it's up to you. Like, if you want to believe that he really wrote it, 
down. You know, cool. You kind of kind of want to believe him because of his his standing in the community. He was an upright person. He was a girl, good moral character. I mean, that was somebody that you would believe. Yeah. Three ancient civilizations have believed in a hollow earth in mythology and pharaohs communicated with the underworld and then there's leonard euler's theory and then dr edmund haley's theory number six was the map the nazis made that was used by german u-boats to get to the underworld and seven carl unger wrote letters stating that he and u-boat crew had reached the inner earth and didn't want to come back. And number eight, in 1966, the Antarctic can be seen without its thick layer of ice on a map by Henrik C. Buran from the National Geographic Society. Nine, the Makutsi Indians knew about the hollow earth. That was nearly 100 years ago. Number 10, a large ocean of water inside the layer of the earth that could fill the oceans on earth three times. 11 was John Cleese's Sims Jr.'s theory. Number 12, the hard for scientists. Said there's remnants of an ancient earth that got hit by another planet that produced our moon. It could still be deep within the earth's mantle. And number 13, possible evidence of an inner sun heating up the planet from the inside which could re- be, the, be the core that the scientists from back right. talk about. And that's about it we have for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments you want to make, you know, you can email email us at conspiracytheory2018 at gmail.com and we will gladly get back with you on any of the questions or concerns you might have. And uh, so now you heard all the information. So what do you believe?